What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. I have titled this episode, Do You Know How Much a Firing Pin Weighs? So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. Why are you smiling at me like that? Because <laughs> I was having to mess with a firing pin last night. It made me, just made me think of it. it Why? Funny. What happened? Just making sure it was working in a shotgun. So if you are not already, please join our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group because I believe we have the best Facebook group. And some of the fire posts that people put in it just blow my mind. And I'm going to read one verbatim. It says, a drill instructor asked his recruits how much they think a firing pin in their weapon weighs. Answers ranged from grams to ounces. Then the drill instructor instructed a recruit to hold out the firing pin as long as he could. After a minute, the weight of the pin started to become uncomfortable. After five minutes, he had an ache in his arm and started to wonder how long he could go on like this. After a half an hour, his arm was shaking and it began to feel numb and paralyzed. As time went on, the weight didn't change, yet it still became harder and harder to hold. The drill instructor says to the class, the stresses and worries in this life are like that firing pin. Think about them for a minute and nothing happens. Think about them a bit longer and they begin to hurt. And if you think about them all day long, you will feel paralyzed incapable of doing anything. You start to wonder how much longer can you go on like this? Time to deflect with humor, the poster says. This drill instructor was definitely not a Marine Corps <laughs> drill instructor. Must have been Air Force or Navy. Time to get serious again. Remember to put the firing pin down. Talk to your battle buddies when you need and don't hold everything inside. The weight of our jobs and life can and may become overwhelming. Please look out for your battle buddies, shift mates, response area partners, zone partners, bunk mates, etc. Hashtag buddy check. And when I read this, I'm like, what an amazing analogy, right? We have all first responders and armed service members in our group. And so I know that that's something that so many people could relate with. So as a police officer working as a detective, Clint, how have you seen this be something that might hold truth in your career? I, I really think it's... When, when people hold on to that and, and it's, that's a great, that's a great post and a great kind of story associated to it is when we hold on to things internally, good, bad, or ugly, it's, we, you end up inevitably dwelling on them one way or one way or another. And then it just stacks up. So a lot of us over the years have developed our coping mechanisms and utilizing different outlets of expression to get that shit out and to not sit and dwell on it and to let it go and to have your, your tight, tight group of people in which you can talk to and talk to about anything without judgment, without them saying, this is how you need to fix it or any, any of those instances. I mean, there's so much to it that I think that we lack 
the support from one another on many levels, but we also can find that through through our partners, through our buddies, through our our inner circle to be able to rely upon one another when the shit does go wrong for us to where we can follow up with them. Does it always work? No. But it's knowing knowing the people you can talk to. Like if if I had something that I'm like, oh, this is just stressing me the hell out right now. I know people who I would go talk to and who I wouldn't. And I'm not saying I don't trust those other people. It's I don't trust them with this information because they're going to be the first ones to try utilizing that information to either sabotage you or self-benefit themselves. Yeah. And when I'm thinking about the our primal instincts, there's so much that's built into our biology at a primal level. And unfortunately a lot of that hasn't moved into the realm of evolution. And if you think about all of this nonsense that is going on today, and you can fill in the blank with that on your own, we wouldn't have to give two shits about that if we were living in a cave, hunting our food, and making sure that we had fire and our our family was taken care of, right? And when you look at it that way, it's literally laughable. And when it comes to the biology of our primal instinct, and a lot of what we're discussing here, I think it's important to to understand that that's something that factors into all of this. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, new world problems or new world ideals come with new world problems. And sometimes I wish we could just dumb it down and go back to the survival aspect of life and not have to worry about everything beyond that. Yeah. And going back to those primal instincts on a neurological level, our mind is always searching for patterns. So we are running like these machines. And if your constant input is negative and worry and upset, and you're constantly flooding your programming with that, your mind is going to search the external world for other things that align with that same information that you're feeding your mind. And you're going to start to see that person acting like a piece of shit, that person treating you bad, this thing not done, like all of the things that are going to allow you to sit and ruminate in this negative mindset. And that's one of the aspects of biology that we don't we don't really fully put to our benefit, because if we did, then we can simply shift those thoughts. Right. It's not easy to do, but it's also not impossible. And it takes practice. And the more that you practice this the easier that it is. Something that I personally use um, diving deep into my mind is putting that negative thought into a red balloon. A red balloon just so happens to be a common theme because I also use that if thoughts come into my mind when I'm meditating. And I put that shit in a red balloon and I watch it float up into the sky until it disappears and then it's gone. And then I, with intention, put something better into my mind. I plug a new algorithm in and I make sure that I'm running on that. And it's not foolproof, it's not perfect. Because when that same thought or something similar comes up, I have to do the work and I have to put that same or similar thought into another fucking red balloon and then watch it disappear. And I keep doing that over and over. But the cool thing that happens is the more that I've done this, the longer that I've done this, the easier and quicker the results are. Yeah. And I mean, Ashley and I were talking about this yesterday morning of kind of this, it's 
training our minds to, I mean, you can't start out at step 100. If you're running a race, you, you start out at step one and it's, it's adapting yourself and and working your way backwards to that step one to progress forwards. And, and as time goes on, it just gets easier and easier to complete those tasks and, and to change your mindset with, it could be anything. Yeah. And as it relates to having the firing pin, I think that another suggestion, something that I use is when I wake up in the morning, if my first thought is something that's weighing me down, I know that I have to take action on something. And that could be making a phone call, that could be journaling, that could be meditating on it. Like I know that if that's the first thing I'm thinking about, you're still in alpha state when you wake up. So you should not be thinking about junk and allowing your algorithm to be programmed like that first thing in the morning. And if it is, then it's time for you to do something is is what I've found. Yeah. And, and that's something, even for me, like I keep every day, it's, it's a struggle, but it's also a challenge for yourself. And it's, it's cool to start reprogramming your way of thinking with this. And, and I've gotten into the mindset of trying to do this every day and, and getting, having cues for myself of this is the route I'm going to keep moving forward with. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. And having cues could be something as simple as a note or having, you know, we have cell phones that could remind us of anything, anytime that we want. Um, I know that people that set that set alarms on their phones so that they make sure that they're standing up every 15 to 20 minutes. And even our aura rings give us similar, like, it's time to stretch your legs. <laughs> and, and that's what's funny. You bring it up the aura ring. That's almost one of my first cues in the morning is the aura ring looking at my stats from the night. And that's a cue to for my brain to recognize, okay, let's keep moving forward. Like if I had a crappy night's sleep, I don't look at that and go, oh, I feel like shit right now. I look at that and like, okay, I didn't sleep good. So tonight I'm going to make sure I do something different or improve upon that. And I, it's, I switch it into like a positive annotation for myself to where I – start moving forward with a positivity mindset instead of like, I feel like shit and I'm just going to feel like shit all day. So I'm done. Yeah. The aura ring is literally one of the best investments when it comes to, um, any kind of metric measuring device that, that I've ever had. So I'll drop a link for the aura ring down in the notes below. If you've gotten any value out of today's episode, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always know that I'm sending you a long tight hug from my home to yours.